0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm
1: Charles Payne. I'm Kat Timph. I'm Stuart Varney, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. I'm John Saussier. The images coming out of Ukraine are horrifying and heartbreaking as Russia continues its invasion of the country.
0: Civilians take up arms, line up at police stations and get weapons that are being given out so they can go help fight the Russians. Others, more vulnerable women and children, are terrified because they understand that if they can't get out of this city, they will be trapped here amid a very bloody war.
1: This is the Fox News Rundown. War on Ukraine. This Russian assault on Ukraine not only continues, but it seems to be getting worse. Fox News has satellite imagery showing a massive convoy of Russian military equipment, which seems to be on its way to the Ukrainian capital city of Kiev.
0: It's pretty tense in the city right now. The police and army have checkpoints set up throughout the city. And the civilian population is basically living underground.
1: Fox's Trey Yanks has already
0: been there for weeks and joins us now. We've met people in the Kyiv metro underneath of Maidan Square. We've met people in bomb shelters, basically anywhere people can hide. They are hiding because the Russian air campaign against the city continues. And there's a real concern that in the coming days, Russian ground forces could try to encircle this capital. And if that happens, you are going to see many vulnerable people in the way. So the ground is actually quiet as we speak. But just a few moments ago, there were sirens in the distance and an explosion and the city is under curfew. So people are at home or in shelters and they're waiting out the night.
1: So what's the mood of these people? Obviously, there's a foreign is trying to enter their city. You said they're sleeping in the subway underground. Are people angry? Are they sad? Is this galvanizing them towards patriotism? Is it all the above?
0: Yeah, it depends who you talk to. Some of them are galvanized. We've seen civilians take up arms, line up at police stations and get weapons that are being given out, so they can go help fight the Russians. Others, more vulnerable women and children are terrified, because they understand that if they can't get out of this city to the western city of Lviv, or even onto the Polish border, they will be trapped here amid a very bloody war. We were at a train station today, and it was packed with people trying to get on any train they could that would go out of this city. And there's a a fact and a reality on the ground that everyone must face. And it's that they're running out of time. The Russian forces are getting closer and closer. The air campaign against Kyiv has already started. And we've already seen street battles taking place in this European capital. And so the fighting is here. The war is here. It's just a matter of how intense it gets and how many people die.
1: Also here, by here I mean in Kiev, Ukraine, is the president of Ukraine, President Volodymyr Zelensky. He has stayed there, and he's been pretty active on social media, releasing videos, showing the world that he's not running away. Neither are some of his main cabinet members also. What's your impression of how he's acted during all of this?
0: Yeah, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is basically standing firm against the Russian invasion. He's had opportunities to flee the city. The United States offered him basically a ride out of town. And he said, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. This is someone who isn't a traditionally hawkish type of of leader. He was a former comedian and actor, and he's really – turned into this person who's tried to galvanize the population here and encourage civilians and soldiers alike that they must fight on behalf of this country or they will lose it. And so he's not only had that unique relationship with the civilians of Ukraine, but also the international community. He spoke today with U.S. President Biden, and he's talked with a number of European leaders to try and negotiate weapons that could come into Ukraine, including fighter jets and anti-aircraft systems and anti-tank missiles, a variety of weapons that are needed by the Ukrainians if they want to repel this Russian invasion.
1: And what a contrast too! When You've got the Ukrainian president Zelensky, who's standing firm. He was offered a free ride out of town, as you just mentioned. That kind of makes me think back to this past summer when we had the final ending of the war in Afghanistan and the Taliban closing in on the capital city of Kabul. I know you were there for that as well, Trey. And you had the president of, of Afghanistan Ashraf Ghani, acting pretty much in the opposite of this.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a contrast. You know, we saw that in Afghanistan last summer where basically the leader, Ashraf Ghani, left the country right when the Taliban was about to take over. And while it's a different war and a different set of people, you can look at the differences in how these two leaders reacted. And Zelensky, I think, is doubling down and he's saying he's going to stay. We know he's waiting in a bunker in the central part of this city. And he's given interviews. He's talking to the press. He's not really hiding as much as you think uh, a leader might hide who is number one on a kill list by the Russians. But I think this is critical amid this conflict because the Ukrainians are outgunned. They're outmanned. And yet they are fighting and resilient against these Russian forces. So Zelensky is, is certainly leading in that role. And I think the East talks that took place yesterday along the border with Belarus were really significant because you saw how the Ukrainians showed up and how the Russians showed up. The Russians showed up in suits and ties. The Ukrainians in battle fatigues. They are every single one of them preparing to fight off this invasion, and they are not willing to just simply lie down and take what comes their way. Yeah, indeed.
1: Speaking of Fox News reporter, Trey Yinks. he is in Ukraine, has been there for weeks now as this Russian military operation and these battles continue to unfold. Trey, you've been following this every single step of the way. Not only have you been hearing the bombing and the the gun blasting, but also been seeing it too. Are you surprised at how slowly Russia has moved across Ukraine? This has been one of the unfolding storylines here is that Russia didn't do any sort of immediate takeover of the country. And as it stands right now, as we're recording this podcast, They haven't taken any major cities either. What's your reaction to how that's going?
0: Yeah, it's gone much more slowly than people thought it would. I mean, the Russians have a lot of forces, tens of thousands of soldiers in this country right now, and they are not taking over major population centers. I think they were surprised with the level of resistance they received from Ukrainian fighters and civilians alike. It's not just the military they're receiving resistance from. We've seen these videos from across the country of civilians standing in front of tanks and basically yelling in the faces of Russian soldiers, asking them why they're here. And it's that level of resistance, both militarily and you could call it politically. I mean, these civilians are are questioning the motives of these soldiers and asking them, you know, what is the purpose of this? Do you even know what you're doing here? And They don't because there is no real reason other than Vladimir Putin making a decision to invade the country. And he has his reasons for doing it. But the reality is it's a violation of international law. It's a violation of Ukrainian sovereignty. And it's being widely condemned by the international community. We're speaking
1: today with Fox's Trey Yinks, who finds himself once again in a war zone. We've got much more coming up after this. Yeah, and the international community is also sending aid into Ukraine in many different forms. But we saw NATO sending in military equipment as well and the United States, putting in these sanctions against Russia after they invaded. Do you think any of the sanctions or the NATO aid and just help in general from the international community is slowing down the Russian front at all?
0: In terms of weapons, it will Continue to be something that slows down the Russian advance. And it's something that Russia has warned about, basically saying that if you supply weapons to Ukraine and they're used against Russian forces, then whoever supplied the weapons will face consequences. And that's a scary statement given the fact that these are coming from NATO countries. So if Russia decides to attack a NATO country, it could risk dragging many world superpowers into this fight. Now, that's a worst case scenario, but there's also another role that the international community is playing, and that has to do with the refugee crisis. There are more than 650,000 refugees, according to the UN, currently fleeing Ukraine. And that's only going to get worse as the fighting continues. So uh, the international community will certainly play a role in that in ensuring that these innocent civilians who are caught in the crossfire have a place to go.
1: We're speaking with Fox News reporter Trey Yanks. He's in Ukraine as this war is going on all around him. Trey, as one of our international reporters, you're no stranger to this type of scene. I saw you this summer riding around in the back of the trucks with the Taliban doing your reporting in Afghanistan. Now you find yourself here in another war zone. I want to kind of get your perspective on what it's like to report in a war zone. You're in Kiev. You know that the Russian military is getting closer and closer there. What's it like for you doing these live hits in the middle of the night for the American media and balancing? I guess, your own fears and your own worries about this type of thing.
0: Yeah, I think everyone who covers war has to make a personal decision. Do you stay or do you go? And many people have decided to leave Kyiv. They understand it may be surrounded in the coming days and they will be trapped. But someone has to be here to tell this story. Otherwise, the voices of the nearly three million civilians caught amid the crossfire won't be heard. And that's part of our role as journalists, especially foreign correspondents, to go to the places that other people won't go and tell the stories that otherwise wouldn't be told. It's cliche, but it is true. We are literally shining light in dark places. And so I feel a purpose in being here. And I think that that alone drives me to continue covering these stories, even if there is some risk involved.
1: Really cool stuff, and we appreciate you being there, not only just us here at Fox News, but the American public, and obviously the people in Ukraine, because these stories do need to be told, and they need to be told fairly. We've heard a lot of disinformation coming from Russia, propaganda, saying that Ukraine's inflicting harm on themselves. Obviously, you're not seeing that. You're seeing patriotism. You're seeing people trying to defend their homeland against a foreign invader, so it's really important stuff to get out there for the general public and just the world to know what's going on in Ukraine, and people like like you who are risking their own lives doing that are the ones who are bringing that to light. So we really appreciate it. Trey Yanks, who is the usual host of this podcast, instead is hanging out in the middle of one of the most dangerous places in the world right now. Trey, thanks for joining us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine podcast. Please stay safe. We appreciate you. Will do. Thank you. Kudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Kudlow podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.